Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Late Night Football. Welcome to another irregularly scheduled episode. Uh, and <laughs> it's been a while, but uh, we're going to talk today about uh, the European semifinals that just went by, uh, the Champions League and the Europa League. And uh, we're almost at the end game. We're the end game for the tournament. We're the end game for uh, Sheikh Mansour's mission uh, to make Manchester United, Manchester City a powerhouse in Europe. Man, that, that's we're almost there. We're almost at the end game. Thanos's end game is coming, I say. <laughs> but anyway, let's, let's, let's get into it. Let's, talk, let's start with Manchester City first. Let's start with Manchester City against PSG. Uh, wonderful game, uh, Nishikan. I watched both legs. I, I think uh, you know, PSG couldn't even lay a glove. I, they, they'll probably be going by thinking how we got that one goal. But uh, they just yeah. they just looked like City just didn't look at any point troubled by, by PSG beyond that first 45 minutes of the first leg. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I watched that first 45 minutes and I thought that, okay, uh, PSG can challenge Manchester City. I mean, there is someone who could can challenge Manchester City. But no, they uh, really turned out to be too good for PSG in the end. And I think uh, you could put some blame on PSG as well. I, I felt that their mentality was, uh, you know, not right uh, in the game. They got two red cards, uh, in both, like one, one in each leg. So it looks like they had some issues. Could be due to uh, recent manager change and maybe some changes in the in the club in the general. Uh, you know, it could be that. But they clearly look Manchester City looked the better team, and they were clearly PSG were clearly the second best. So yeah, they well deserved. Uh, Man, Man City deserved to be in the final. And I think mm-hmm. they are the favorites to win the Champions Yeah, I mean, you talked about the first forty-five minutes. I posted this quite often. I think PSG were a one-trick pony. Uh, you know, just, I think it's, it might sound yeah. harsh, but it just feels like they were, you know, even watching the Bayern game that I saw the second leg, it just, the, what they were trying to do was just trying to pass it to Mbappe every time and then hope yeah. that he can run Neymar at the defenders. Mbappe, yeah. yeah, or maybe Neymar sometimes, but they're just basically hoping that one of those two can run at the defenders and make something happen. It just looked like that. Uh, Shaswat, speaking of Mbappe, he didn't play the second leg, uh, obviously. Do you think it would have made a difference if he had played in that second leg? Do you think PSG might have put up more of a fight? They had him? Yeah. Yeah, because uh, in my opinion, if Mbappe would have played that second leg, in uh, I think PSG would have been because to lose a player and that to a very prime player means after if PSG, if you look at the three forwards, that is Di Maria, uh, Neymar and uh, Mbappe. So, and the pace of Mbappe would have troubled the likes of uh, their fullbacks. And uh, means Mbappe is one of the best players at the moment in Europe. So, uh, in my opinion, his injury was one of the most uh, unfortunate incident which happened to PSG. Because if he would have played, I think they they might have been a little bit more they, competitive. They, they would have shown a little bit more competition to Man City. And who knows, if they nicked the first goal and if the second goal, uh, uh, second goal, then I think the tie would have changed. So, I think, in my opinion, Mbappe's uh, injury was very means uh, that was one of the most 
I think after uh, you know before they had Ruben Diaz, their defense was kind of pretty shaky since Company left, and uh, um, you know I don't think Pep was really ever happy with uh, the the balance of his team. So he, would, I think that is probably uh, you know at least one of the reasons why he would go about chopping and changing things in big games and trying something new. That said, he's an eccentric man. I mean, Pep Guardiola is not a normal man. He, he is a bit crazy. Uh, so, uh, geniuses are eccentric. Right? So, I wouldn't rule it out completely that, you know, he wouldn't chop and change and he wouldn't try something out of the blue. But uh, I think given the, the team that he has right now, uh, I think he trusts them. Uh, you mentioned they have a great defense now. You know, great title winning teams have... solid defense that's where that's the base they build up on so he has that right now and the the team in itself they they're playing really well together everyone understands uh, his role in the team and you know uh, everyone trusts the other guy his teammate they know where the other uh, you know your team, the teammate would be to receive the ball so yeah there is a confidence among the among the players and also the manager trusts them so it's more likely that we would kind of see the same uh, winning formula continued in uh, you know the champions league final as well as well as in the final yeah yeah definitely i think that is something that is going to be interesting to watch but uh, shashwat just on the psg and talking about where they are now um where did they go from here do, i mean you know there's a possibility that they're not going to win the liga as well uh, because you know lila ahead of them at the moment uh, do they sack poch Uh, do you think it's too early for that? I mean, he's just hired this season, but do they sack him now if he doesn't win Liga? Or do you do you what, what, what do you think? Where do they go from here? Uh, in my opinion, I will. If I was PSG manager, uh, means Port, uh, I would have never sacked. Uh, at this stage, I would not sack Pochettino because he he's just uh, came to manage the club to to manage a PSG club, and I don't think uh, means I I personally feel they will. somehow able to win this uh, french league uh, and plus uh, he he has got a very good team now 
but uh, because in this they have got the money they have got player, players like mbappe neymar provided i think they might hold hold, hold uh, they might be not able to hold off mbappe at the moment because he is slightly linked with real madrid at the moment i which um, it's that i'm not sure because uh, because uh, real madrid may be going for mbappe this season but uh, i think they uh, they might go with another uh, likes of messi and uh, any other players top players so i think it's sacking pochettino be based on you uh, one one failure doesn't makes he should be given one more season and if he does and he has a good team that's no doubt about it just he need to means uh, see one more season if it doesn't work then i think what i have seen of thomas tuchel one uh, he was sacked so maybe after this season uh, next season if psg doesn't reach win the champions league just like um, uh, means man city one this is their final frontier which i believe so him i think psg board will give him one more go and let's see where it ends nishikan no, just a quick yes or no do you think neymar will leave, will want to leave at the end of the season uh, uh you know uh, pochettino is a really good man manager uh, i mean going by uh, what tottenham players have to say about him the relationship he developed there uh, <coughs> it looks like he's a good man manager so and neymar has had some kind words to say about the coach recently if i remember correctly uh, so he was very uh, he was praising the coach and everything so i i don't think uh, you know they'll leave they'll certainly have interest from big clubs like sashwat mentioned the uh, uh, mbappe might put you know real madrid would definitely put mbappe uh, but i think psg has the money uh combine that with Poch, uh, pochettino's man management skill i think they'll be able to retain this yeah yeah i think mbappe would i think probably run down his contract i think as opposed to trying to yeah. get a transfer fee i don't think that would work for madrid they don't have money the super league is no longer yeah. a thing so that won't happen but uh, enough about the losers uh, well about one of the losers uh speaking of psg then their former manager or the manager at the start of the season he could now win a, a champions league except not with psg it's thomas tuchel Uh, who's taken Chelsea into the final as well, an all-English final, uh, another one that we're getting uh, to see. And uh, it's interesting, Nishkan, I mean, the turnaround, isn't it? From uh, going nowhere under Lampard to going everywhere under, under yeah. Tuchel. That's uh, it's just a yeah, remarkable yeah. turnaround, isn't it? Remarkable, yeah. Nothing short of a miracle. And I think, again, uh, you know, it's, it's down a lot to man management uh, than just a tactical change. Uh, you know, uh, the... the from what i read in the media tuchel has been uh, you know quite lenient uh, in you know with the rules about letting players live with their family before the game rather than being in the club and just the small things little things that make difference so but yeah i mean he has totally totally revolutionized the team our defense uh, you know just uh, just like manchester city you know the success is being built on a base of strong defense So the defense seems to be working well for us. Things are going well. Uh, so fingers crossed, and we hope to be uh, to win at least one trophy this season. Shashwat, how good is uh, Ngolo Kante? I know we keep. Oh, I think Shashwat. Did we have, did we lose Shashwat? I think we just lost him. I was going to ask him how good Ngolo Kante is, but I'll move on to the next question for you, and then maybe we'll have Shashwat back 
online. Uh, I mean, you talked about defense. Let's talk about the attack because I watched that game at second leg. It should have been 6-0, maybe 5-0, 6-0, and it finishes 2-0. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's just... Yeah. Uh, Oh, we've got Nishashat back, but we'll come to you. I had a question, but we'll, but we'll finish this thought first. I mean, it's it's the attack, isn't it? They're not going to get so many chances against other teams as uh, as accommodating as Real Madrid were, but uh, they've got to they've got to fix that. They've got to fix the fix the attack. Yeah, that that that's been a challenge for Chelsea for a while now. Uh, you know, we had one proper striker after Dogba in Costa who worked well for us, but we haven't really had a proper clinical goals for them. That's that's been a uh, you know, pain point for us for a while. So we really need to address this. I think that the way we are playing now, we do create chances. We have players who are good on ball. <coughs> Our forwards are good on ball and they do create chances. So tactically, I think we are a lot better team when it comes to uh, in amounts of chances created and the expected goals, if you see. But our finishing is really poor. So club needs to invest in the transfer market this summer to get a clinical striker. Yeah, I, I think... How much more money do you need? <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> you, you know, I think we can get some money on Abraham. Uh, I, I think Abraham won't stay. Giroud won't stay either. Giroud won't stay definitely. Abraham might not stay. It looks likely that more likely he would not stay than uh, you know, be here next season. So we can get some money over there. And I, I think, uh, yeah, we, we need a striker. Man. We, we need someone who can finish, uh, you know, the, the chances for us. We really lack those. We have players missing so many one-on-one open goals as well. So, you know, you, there's, there's only so much manager can do. He can get you in a position where chances have been created. It's up to the players to score. So, yeah, we definitely need a striker. It's telling that both the goals were actually tap-ins when you think about it. I know Mount did a lot yeah. that second goal, but both of them were pretty much tap-ins like from two yards out where yeah. you, you missed those sort of problems. But Shasad, I was actually asking you, um, how good is N'Golo Kante? I mean, we keep talking about him being one of the best midfielders in the world, but that game that he played against Madrid, I, he just uh, looked like nobody could catch him. Yeah, and undoubtedly, undoubtedly because N'Golo Kante, I think he's one of the best cent- uh, defensive midfielders in the world at the moment. With what I have seen, right from the Leicester days, means when he was in Leicester City, he helped Leicester City. He was one of the unsung heroes. He, Riyad Mahrez, Jimmy Wadi. And then again, he, in 2016-17 season, he, he was instrumental for in uh, making Chelsea the champion of, uh, men's uh, champion. So, undoubted. And then France in the World Cup uh, 2018. He's just one of the best defensive midfielder. People might say about Fernandino and all, but Fernandino is also very good. I think he's a he's he's a very good leadership material. But uh, I think N'Golo Kante is just too good. He's and again he proved once again. There was many criticism during uh, when he came means when Lampard was managing that he has lost it, uh, but now he has again proved and not only. But since since Thomas Tuchel has come, he has really means he has excelled for uh for, and and Golo Gante is really one of the best defensive midfielder and I and where I was hearing from uh, from area where the, that Arsenal was trying for Angolo Gante and and instead we got Jaka <laughs> so that's why means this is why means uh, it was such an important. If we would have got him. 
at that point. Arsenal tried to get a lot of players. If you had a list of the, I think you're, you're... <laughs> you guys came ten years too early for him. Wait, wait till he's like thirty-six or so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. So uh, let's talk about Madrid, though. I think uh, it uh, it just feels an end of an era, though. I mean, when you think about midfield, you talk about Angolo Kante on one side, then you talk about Casemiro, Modric, and Kroos on the other side. Uh, three players who won pretty much everything. Uh, in, in with Real Madrid, they won three Champions Leagues and all those countless trophies. It does feel like an end of an era, though. For the most, in the search, were almost look completely off the pace as well. They need rebuilding, but I don't know where they're going to get the money from. But they need rebuilding now, at, you know, for next season. Yes, I think uh, I think about uh, means uh, the secret of uh, of uh, Real Madrid during during the past uh, means uh, during the during their glorious days was their midfield, means Tony Kroos, uh, as well as Modric, as well as Casemiro. But now I think. as you can say that as they have become slightly older also and that is what has impacted their performance here i think at present even la liga is in such a state that they means teams like real madrid barcelona are not able to get good players at the moment as as you can see because i hardly see means they have not able to means get cristiano ronaldo's replacement as yet they tried with hazard but hazard has slightly declined since uh, coming to la liga at the moment so in my opinion these three means uh, means they, their midfield is getting a little bit old and it's now time for them to means uh, for to for real madrid to get some backup for them because now uh, because because this means they are they are such a big club so they will and their uh, means perez will try and buy some players now yeah. and uh, i think it's now time for them to move on from uh, from the three best beast of uh, midfielders that they had earlier who won everything yeah it's a team that's getting all together when you think about ramos as well uh, carvajal as well marcelo as well Benzema as well. I mean, it's like all of these players are all over thirty, and they've got a lot of them. They might still win La Liga, though. So I don't know how much that says about the competition. But Nishikan, uh, I mean, uh, I'm sure Zidane will be vocal that he wants more players. Can Madrid afford to buy players because they seem to be like in debt? As not, not a lot of people talk about Barcelona's debts. Real Madrid has also been there, and they'll probably have Bale coming back because I don't think he's taking his first. So they're gonna have to pay six hundred thousand to him to play golf. Uh, so yeah. I mean. You know, I have to figure out how they're going to get money and what's. I mean, what Zidane is going to want to do with the team. Yeah, I I think Perez will uh, find a way to get you know uh, money. I mean, it's Real Madrid. They are they're huge. Uh, I, I think uh, they'll be able to get money if they want. Uh, it it probably won't be same as before. They may not be able to go and uh, spend two hundred million on a single player. They might have to divide that. With, you know there would be constraints for sure due to the pandemic situation uh, as well so they they probably won't be able to buy a neymar or an mbappe this season season i mean you could still get to be surprised that real madrid after that but uh, it doesn't look like they'd be able to buy someone like that so i think the wisest thing here would be to buy players they you know uh, you know don't go for big names but rather go for quality players who could strengthen your team that's not been their motto since the galacticos era you know they they want to go for big names big uh, shirt sellers 
But I, I think uh, if Madrid can't do that due to money constraints, and I think they're going to have some money constraints, and this applies to Barcelona as well. Uh, you know, it's time to look for players who are uh, not big names, but big potential. And uh, let Zidane do what he does. I think it's time for Zidane to prove he's not just Di Matteo with Cristiano Ronaldo. You know, so he can do without him. So it's time he, you know, proves this on the big, biggest stage, which is youth, uh, Champions League. Uh, they may still win uh, La Liga for sure, but I, I think the top clubs are... Uh, you know, the situation is not pretty good, so it's it's a unstable situation. So I wouldn't put too much weight into uh, Madrid winning this La Liga, and you know that's not really a priority. Never has been for Madrid. Champions League has always been their holy grail and their priority. So it's time they uh, let's see how Zidane does and let's see how wise decision. Whether I mean <clears throat> you, you would expect Perez to make wise decisions, uh, you know, but recent evidence suggests otherwise. So yeah. you never know, but uh, let's see. Yeah, they, they would still, I mean, from a player perspective, Madrid is just as attractive a destination as it was yesterday. Right? Yeah. It, it comes down to money. So I think with their clout, Madrid should be able to manage. Yeah, it depends on how much money is left to pay over for Hazard as yeah. well. Yeah, haven't worked out. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, you never know, right? Hazard might work out for them. He has played like, what, 600 or 700 minutes in last two years for them. So if his if he can keep fit, then maybe it will work out for, for. I just think he's a Chelsea player playing for Madrid. You know, based on that photo. I mean, obviously he's yeah. uh, you know one of our guys. So yeah, yeah. yeah but I think I've, he'll I've come seen good. on the photos. Yes, we've all seen. Zidane needs <laughs> Zidane needs to play him properly now. Uh, at least in the second leg, he wasn't playing. In the, he's not a striker. You can't play him as you know the second striker. They played two up front with Zidane and. Uh, Hazard as two number nine. That's not what he is. We have tried him playing as number nine and we have played him miserably. So he's not that. We need to play him on left wing. So it's uh, Zidane's fault as well. At least going by the last match. I've not seen when Madrid had a lot of their games. So I can't say for sure. But going by the last match, uh, that was not uh, Hazard's position to play. Yeah. Well, we shall see. Time will tell what happens there and what happens in the final. We are going to talk about the final now. Uh, we'll leave that for a future episode because we're just going to review. But we'll now move on to Europe's bigger, bigger competition, the bigger one, which is the Europa League. Uh, no, I'm kidding, but yes, it is definitely an interesting competition. And uh, Shasul, how much time do you need? Because I don't know how much time we have. Uh, how much time do you need to talk about Arsenal's problems? Uh, but um, I know if we start going there, you might not enough to have enough time to watch the Champions League final because I think it will take that long. But uh, I mean, it, let's just start. Did Villarreal win this or did Arsenal lose it? Mm. Mm. I think. Uh, uh, can you repeat the question again? Uh, yeah, I just want to ask: Did Villarreal win this, or did Arsenal lose it? Yeah, I think it's part of both. Because uh, if you can, if you see the match, the first leg, first leg, uh, Villarreal completely dominated us, both in the first leg, uh, first half, as well as uh, in the first half. They got the two goals. And uh, means they they would have got more, but I think Leno saved us a couple of uh, very good chances in this in the first leg. We would have been three three nil maximum down during that stage, and Villarreal allowed us to come back and have that uh, means uh, that penalty which uh, Saka won, and and th- that away goal just 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 helped us means uh, to stay in the tie. 
then in the second leg it's just uh, i think it was due to bad tactics we just didn't show any urgency because if you have seen this in wenger's era or wenger's era if, if we are playing in emirates we will go right from the first outset we means alexis players like alexis ozil even the weaker players means even i used to means there was by theo walcott means who was not rated as much uh, at during those time but yesterday there were no urgency means we just like we were playing sideways nothing was we no link up play nothing pamyang have one had one good chance second half it was slightly better but if you cannot score one goal in 45 minutes when you need that goal bad then it's over and and uh, that's what happened yeah yeah it's sad i mean you know we were hoping to see uh, uh when they announced the Europa League final maybe i think some people were claim, clamoring for it but it's not going to happen now uh nishi i don't know are you still there i can't see you um, yeah yeah man. yeah um I mean, uh, I, I don't want to ask us with this, but I kind of already know where he's going to go with this. But uh, is it time for Arteta to go now? I mean, as a Chelsea fan, you probably don't want him to go, but uh, is it time for him to go? Or is it, uh... I, I, I think it was time for him to go yesterday. He has been there too. But, you know, I don't know. I mean, we usually criticize clubs for sacking managers too early. But then we criticize them for sticking on with one. So, you know. doesn't look like they can win either way but yeah i think it's uh... sorry not keeping but yeah i think yeah it's time for arteta to go mm-hmm. uh, you know and probably get an experienced manager they arsenal tried something new they tried well i mean credits for that i mean they tried with a young manager someone who had been with the club that was all well and good but they need an experienced head so they should go for an experienced manager uh, but i don't know man it's like uh, if daniel lex and some buying arsenal we may see more changes than definitely yeah yeah i mean was it chelsea's master plan last season to lose the fa cup final so that they would keep arteta on was that was that a plan i know i know chelsea purposely lost the fa cup final a few years ago to keep wenger for another season so i know chelsea keeps doing that but uh, so was that a master plan this year No, I think it just worked out that way. Uh, but I'm glad it worked out that way. Yeah, so it worked out that way. Yes, it did. Well, it worked out because Lampard didn't win a trophy, so then he got sacked. Yeah. And then you know, Tuchel comes in, and Arteta stays on the next season. I mean, sometimes you know, winning is not always winning. I don't know. Um, but uh, Shashwat, I mean, uh, final question thing, just on the game itself. Uh, yesterday, I know there's a lot of consternation on tactics, uh, and then taking Aubameyang off 10 minutes before when you need a goal. What was your emotion at that time? Like you see Aubameyang coming off. Uh, having just hit the post and you have 10 minutes where you want to score a goal your best goal scorer is on the pitch obviously he's not been that good this season but i mean he still you would want to keep him on wouldn't you even for the last 10 minutes just to see if he can nick a goal from somewhere yeah definitely i think because in such a key key moment where you need a goal i think if if arteta would have kept him for 90 minutes and 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 either removed one of smithrow i think and brought in lacazette then there might have been a little bit of thing but i think obamian's substitution was really the final nail in coffin that that means when i saw him substituted i thought that's it that's we are not getting it because lakas it laka almost almost takes time a little bit to settle and he was getting into the game it was not 
uh, that he 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 was trying and he may be one chance you you just saw that game against benfica he he scored in the 83rd minute in in the similar circumstances where saka gave, gave a good cross he headed it and that then the match we moved through so i think it was one of the blunders which arteta has done uh, means a tactical means it was not a bad uh, good decision to 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 bring him off and bring billion in because billion and laka almost takes a little bit of time to settle in uh, it has been taking too long to settle in but uh, it has been billion been for you <laughs> <laughs> yeah well yeah billion Mm, there was two substitutions. I think uh, Lacazette came in, and uh, mm-hmm. I think Tierney came in for uh, for uh, Tierney was off, and Billion came in, and Lacazette came in for Aubameyang. So <laughs> that's what. Yeah, well, that yeah. Um, well, Nishikant, I mean, how satisfying is it for Emery to to win against uh, against his former club? I but mean, it, it, it must be. It must be. Um, you know. Uh, he he wasn't really given the respect he was due so the arsenal fans were just disrespectful as well towards puna uh, so yeah it must be satisfying for him but uh, i think he'd be more focused about winning the europa league he, he's <clears throat> i'd say he's one of he's the king of europa league mm-hmm. you know, the amount of times he has won so i think that'll be his priority but yeah i'm sure it, it it's a sweet it would be Uh, beating Arsenal would have made that win a bit. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why a person who's so polite and always greeting everyone gets treated so badly. You just never know why. <laughs> Took that, but no. But I mean, yes, yeah, definitely. Villa are going to be very, very tricky customers in the final. You know, Spanish teams always have a way of winning uh, European finals. Uh, there's a stat there saying in the last uh, 15 years since 2001, their Spanish teams have never lost uh, to an English team in a final. um that they've played they've played a lot of finals in europe and they've never lost a single one they've won every single one of them so that's going to be very interesting and it's and it's, re- it's relevant because uh, the english team in- I mean, it will be quite a magnanimous failure for united if you don't win the well yes but that's where we're coming to because english yeah, for all, question, for all your performances yes is manchester united and uh, manchester united have never beaten a spanish team in a one off european tie either so they have never beaten them as well so I mean the history. Yeah, I really love. You'd say it's a magnanimous failure. I say that's just another day in the office for United that you just never know what you're going to get from them. Uh, but talking about that semi-final against Roma, I mean, the, I mean, fair enough. It was four to six to in the first leg. They had a four-goal cushion, so uh, they should. You know, you felt that they were a little bit complacent. But I tell you what, if it wasn't for David de Gea, uh, you know, don't we'd be talking about Roma going through it and what a, an amazing comeback they had? Because if de Gea wasn't there, I think he probably made six saves. Like really important saves, six really important saves. I mean, there were a few easy shots that he collected, and you expect a goalkeeper to that, but there were six important saves. I call them saves. A couple of them was just him being in the middle there and the ball hitting him and going somewhere. That happened, but still, they can't just save six saves. We're talking about an eight-two win for Roma, really. I mean, uh, Shasud. I mean, it's just incredible how bad. I mean, you, know, you talk about Chelsea and City and how professional and how nicely they, you know, they go through, and then you talk about Arsenal who muck it up and United who almost want to join them as well in mucking it up as well. It's just. against again proved 
that why he's the one of the most means one of the best goalkeeper for Manchester United at the moment. But I think uh, if you if you have means uh, Manchester United did their work in the first leg only. That six two cushion means is a very big, and to get four goals means that gives you an uh, option to means play little bit because uh, they. Uh, Little bit complacent means you can just uh, have uh, and uh, and they didn't had a had a, had had a match against Liverpool this weekend, so they there was a little bit of complacency which you can expect from a top team when you have four goals advantage, but uh, yeah because DD means David Dia's performance was one of the best means he has again proved that why he's considered. as the best as as one of the best goalkeepers for manchester united even in the premier league mm-hmm. so i think he, his performance was excellent last night yeah. i mean you say top teams but that's manchester united who are not a top team so they shouldn't be complacent <laughs> no, no, <it's laughs> anyway like... um, well i mean yeah, but no but i mean it's like i mean the, the only interesting thing about this well actually it's not really that's my question but i think it's a master stroke in some ways because people think that the europa league is a demotion But actually, the Premier League is sort of meaningless at this point uh, for United. So Dean Henderson is actually playing in the lesser important games, and De Gea is playing in the better games. Uh, maybe that is the case, but that's a decision that will be taken. But more importantly, Nishkan, the squad depth. I mean, it just—it was uh, incredible to watch the fact that the second teamers that played, uh, they just looked a lot, a little bit out of sorts. I mean, Telles was bad. I don't know if you watched the game, but Telles was bad. Brandon Williams was bad. I don't think Donny Donny Van de Beek should not have played on the left wing, but he played there. Pogba shouldn't have played midfield, but he played there. um it's it's interesting because they're going to have three games coming up in the next week and that's going to be a real problem and a challenge uh, and i don't want to keep you for too long i can see you're struggling right now but uh, those three games are going to be a challenge for them and they don't have squad depth i mean it, it's is is it possible that they could that could affect their top four hopes do you, or do you think it's it's done like i i still think that it's not done yet as much as we uh, but i don't know is it done is it not done i mean i i think it's done i think you guys are quite a bit ahead from uh, third place so they need four who, points who to get top four Four points, four, four more points. Depending if West Ham win all of the games, if West Ham, Leicester, and Chelsea uh, win every game from here, um, the United need four more points to secure. Yeah, I think you'll be able to get four more points. That won't be a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, squad depth is an issue for sure, but you still have players to uh, win you three points uh, out of the remaining game. So uh, four points out of those. So that 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 won't be an issue. And I, I think you know, in the end, uh, I think it wouldn't really matter. Uh, I, I think United uh, first team should be able to defeat Villarreal. Uh, sorry, Sevilla. Villarreal, yeah, no, no longer Sevilla. Yeah, I get confused. Yeah, no, not Sevilla. Thankfully, yeah. uh, Sevilla will be a guarantee. <laughs> uh, Villarreal yeah. might be, might yeah. not be. We'll see how that goes. Um, would you take uh, Cavani if uh, as a striker at Chelsea if he left United? Uh, if if he comes for free, yeah. For yeah, sure. as a free transfer because he'll be leaving. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, I wish I mean, we get a fever. Well. He's doing well. Fever, he's doing well for United, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Yeah, two goals he's... in the last game. He scored like I think four goals. I think in total yeah. among of the eight that uh, United scored. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if he comes for free, uh, for sure. Yeah, that'll be a good signing. Oh, he's he's an upgrade on on Win Werner. I think. I think he's an upgrade on Werner at at, at, at on on current form right he, now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. On yeah. current form, yeah. I think in general, yeah. He, I mean, he's a different player than Werner, so he probably. I, I, Would give a different sort of option for Tuchel as well. I think I could make a case for him being the best striker in the Premier League because aside from Kane, City don't have any good strikers. Um, uh, you know, Liverpool don't have any strikers either, unless you want to put Firmino as a striker. 
uh, Arsenal don't. So, I mean, yeah, you can make a case for him being the best striker in the Premier League right now at this point. I mean, only Harry Kane probably has a claim to that. But yeah. uh, there's anybody else who's better than him right now at this present time, if you look at the last four or five months. Uh, yeah, if you talk about proper strikers that way, yeah, I think Harry Kane and Jamie Vardy, these are the... Yeah, well, Jamie Vardy's out of form as well. Oh, Ianacho. Ianacho yeah, he, he, is probably uh, yeah. in that conversation. But, but yeah. I, I think even Ianacho is not really a, a number line, nine like how, what Kane or Cavani is. Yeah, well, he, he plays a second striker in the 4-4-2. Yeah. So four, four, yeah. Yeah. Ianacho is there. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, yeah. It really wouldn't really matter if you end up plucking the lines and you were probably fine whatever he has done. Yeah, well, it would be nice for Oli to win a trophy though, wouldn't it? I mean, especially after yeah. all the semi-finals that he's had, finally getting a chance to win a final would be something, um, I think. But anyway, we shall see what happens there. Uh, I mean, any final thoughts, uh, Shahsad, from you, from Yashikan, about uh, about these games? Anything that, that stood out to you before we wrap up? About uh, the final? Uh, no, about the semi-finals. I mean, if you, I mean, I know, I know you want to talk. I mean, I don't know if you want to rant about Arsenal or anything. I know AFTV is a watch right now. Uh, if you want to <laughs> rant about, but uh, I don't know if you want to do that on here. I think, uh, yeah, I, I think, I think giving yourself a day is good because then you can calm down and you can take everything in in, in your stride and then move forward. I yeah. find, I find that, I find that very therapeutic. Sometimes when you when you want to rant, Sometimes you want to do it right away. Yeah. Sometimes it's difficult to you know calm down. So and, and it's pretty understandable for an Arsenal fan. Go ahead, sir. If you want to if you want to say, means uh, about the standout performance, means if you want to say uh, the Europa League final, I think uh, Manchester United will be the favourites without doubt because Villarreal has lost one of their key players. If you means uh, Chukwueze, I think his name. Uh, he, he has a good pace, and he's a. And he will be missed because he was replaced by an 18-year-old player last night. So if his injury is complements, if he has a bad injury because he was stressed off during that uh, during that game. So I think Manchester United will be the favourites and they should win the Europa League this season because if if you want to say means they are too good for this competition, the the, the team that they have. Uh, I think they are they they are the uh, go into the game as a heavy favorite uh, for that uh, for the Europa League final. Yeah, let's let's cut off right here. This Shasta is jinxing this too much. I took cut you off right here. No, no. I, 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 I know. I, I I I respectfully disagree that you know they're too good for this competition. I think they they dropped. Well, I've already said it. Super Cup is going to be a Manchester derby. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you know what? You guys need to just log off now. I think that's yeah. I think we're done here. <laughs> I don't. I actually. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen at final. To be honest, there's a lot of time left. I mean, there could be injuries for United as well. We don't know what's going to happen. But there's three weeks, and we'll see how that goes. But uh, it is it is going to be interesting. I think United against Villarreal will be will be interesting uh, to see what uh, Oli does in that big final. I think United have a team now that pretty much picks itself. I think this. I think I I do believe that the last semi final. If anything else, it has confirmed that United have an eleven that they have to play no matter what. Um, and they can't really deviate. Yeah, and it's a moment for Oli to prove his worth as well. Yeah, he's so been I, here for a while, and this is his chance. Yeah, this is it. Right? This is really it for him, I think. This is really it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll see what how that goes. It'll be wonderful game to watch. 
Uh, but thank you so much for joining me, Nishikant. Thank you so much for joining me, Shastra, today. Um, you know, uh, by the way, Chelsea, yes, I forgot about that. Chelsea have a Champions League double opportunity this season because the women's Champions yeah. League final is happening this, this weekend as well. Chelsea against Barcelona and uh, Chelsea could become the first club to win both uh, Champions yeah. Leagues in the same season. So, I mean, we, we could, yeah. Yeah. Do you have a that, prediction? That's really, yeah, I, I think Chelsea women will win against Barcelona huh? for sure. Uh, Against City, I think we lose on penalties. Yeah. Well, City, we've got time for that. We'll do a proper preview for the City one. Yeah, yeah. And we'll see to that one. The women's one, yes, that'll be interesting to watch. Um, yeah, I think Chelsea women beat Barcelona. We, we, our women team is really strong. You know, I've been watching their games uh, quite regularly this season. They, they have some players, with, you know, Frank Kirby and Sam Kerr. Sam Kerr especially, she's just amazing. They, yeah, Frank uh, really have, as well. Yeah. Yeah, and Emma Hazel, really well. yeah, yeah, she's an amazing manager. Uh, Maybe she can be the next Chelsea men's team manager. <laughs> uh, who knows? <laughs> Try that. Maybe Arsenal can hire her as a manager. We will need a new manager. Yeah, we will have. Yeah, no doubt. Could try that left field as well. But anyway, let us see what happens. But uh, thank you so much for joining me, guys. Uh, and uh, enjoy the rest of your day. And thank you for watching, everyone. Uh, if you enjoyed this video, do remember to smash a like and subscribe to the channel. See, if you don't subscribe to the channel, we don't do videos regularly. So the more you subscribe, the more I can do videos regularly. So please do that. And then you can get more videos if you enjoy that. But thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much, guys. Take care. And we'll see you again soon. Bye-bye. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. 